Hello and welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dart Talk. It's your boy Tom here with him and Eric on there the remote go. line. Yeah, so uh, if you guys haven't been paying attention, Eric is no longer in the same state as us. But that does not mean <gasps> that Detroit Dart Talk is canceled. That just means we're going to be doing it remotely, which is kind of fine. He's our man in the field, gathering yeah. intelligence. <laughs> so also, there's no video for this episode because... My Osmo is somewhere in the mail, and Connor is not here. Connor is actually off doing Connor things. But for future videos, we're going to have Eric up on the TV here. Yeah, so right. podcast studio so has a TV now. Right? You'll see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a picture of that. That's going to be posted anytime now. Although, so, um, well, yeah, it's going to be posted anytime, but by the time they're hearing this episode, it'll we'll probably, probably be, be like three weeks. Well, it'll probably be a couple of days out from End War at that point. Is that when we're posting this one? Uh, no, I'm going to post this one this week. No, I thought it's isn't it isn't this one getting posted next week? People are just like, Whoa, what weeks are they talking about? It's like, dude, <laughs> we don't know. When did I post when did I post? I think did you posted post last week. I think we posted one. You posted for this it week? like two days ago. Yeah, we posted for this oh, week already. Never mind. Okay, so, it goes up next week. Yeah, this episode <laughs> is next week. And all of our listeners go, Man, these like, guys what? really need to get it together. And you're right, we do. I used to think that, and then Tom just wore me down over time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, for what? I don't remember. Um uh, anyway, whoa, okay, you're shaking. Recent events, we have Eric here who attended an ADL match, right? Yes, I did. So oh, and this is a... Uh, and Tim went to Detroit Dart Ops. I did. But anyway, let, let's, let let's go with ADL first. first. I was just thinking about the events. Eric, Okay. use your speech. Yeah, I, we're going to have to... So we thought we had the internet connectivity issues solved, but I am getting uh, quite a bit of dropping on the connection, but at least we can hear each other. Um, we have the hard line, which we'll have to try next time, perhaps because we're on the new 5G system and the 5G system was supposed to solve the problems of dropping. Um, you guys also let me know if you hear me dropping because that's, what's going to be recorded. So a little bit of troubleshooting in the middle of the episode, guys. No, you sound really um, good so far. Very good. Okay. Then if, if, if I can't hear what you're saying, then nobody cares because that's not what's being recorded. So. But yeah, so we initiated, a, you know, we've got Detroit Dart Talk, we've got Detroit Dart League, we've got Detroit Dart Club, where you guys are at recording the podcast, and now we have Detroit Spy Club. That's right. It's my uh, remote job where I just go around and I spy on other Foam Pro Tour League teams and steal all their secrets. Okay, so if, if Ray's listening, I don't think Ray listens to this, but Ray, I'm stealing all the secrets. Ooh. It was funny, we... Um, so the way that the Atomic Dart League game was set up, uh, you play for two hours, and just standard gameplay where it's where everybody walks up who wants to play. The first ten people who show up who haven't played get priority. Um, if they didn't play the last game, they get priority to play in the next game. Um, they show up and they pull a uh, a Delrin token out of a bag, and there's five blue and five red, and I believe they were laser cut and then like etched. Uh, to have the logos on them, which is pretty cool. And then uh, you, you get your teams sorted out that way. You go to your sides and you begin the game. That's the first two hours, like the standard randomized uh, mixing up. And that's what counts towards the overall scoring, which you can see on the Blaster Tag Association page. Um, and I need to ask TK what's going on with that because I have game scores from ADL, but I wasn't included on their season uh, and the one to five games category. I don't know where I would have placed, but I really wanted to see like where I fell in the one to five games range, and I didn't get up there. So 
I don't know what's going on. But after that was over, there's one hour of um, Foam Pro Tour preparation game. And that is the predetermined teams. Um, so I, I, I guess there's not like any secrets behind that. But I think I played with the Team Chaos. Yeah, Team Chaos was there. And there was another team that I don't remember the name who we played against. And obviously we thoroughly beat them. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how I remember it. So sure, why not? <laughs> but that was the the last hour of play, which you have to pay extra to do that, just to help cover the arena time and the rental time for the arena. Was it Team um, Kickass? Yeah. So that was pretty exciting. Um, let me ask you guys: What do you want to know before I dive into it? Just keep talking. Like, are, do you guys want to know what do you want to know about how it works? Um, about how ADL works. What are their mob schools like? Are they the same ones that we use, or? So the way that Detroit Dart League has been played that, yeah. that I've been there was always the uh, wooden cover uh, where it was the, okay. the standard Detroit Dart Talk cover okay. or Detroit Dart Club cover. Uh, I have not played in the field for any sort of outside so practice games Sam, or anything like Sam that. Sam tried to approximate the uh, layout that TK has posted um, for mm-hmm. Pro Foam Tour at the last one. But I don't think he methodically measured it out, so I don't know that the dimensions were actually correct. Well, I think the cover is publicly available, like the size of the cover. I don't. I mean, obviously, you can you can interpolate it from the CAD data that's out there, right? But the size of the cover is standard. So no, just like he got that right. like positioning on the field is what I'm saying. I okay, don't think he actually this- measured out where he put the cover. I think he just kind of approximated it. So we may have been looking at angles that won't exist when we're actually competing mm-hmm. right and i'm not 100 percent sure how they set it up i showed up at the start time um so i didn't see them actually putting everything together out on the field so i'm not super sure about that um but yeah the the one thing about the cover that surprised me so first of all the field feels so much bigger than when we played just, you walk up there and you're like wow this is big it just feels sort of intimidating at first because you walk out there and, and see like the size of it, especially the width. It's It's got a <laughs> phrasing. Um, it's got a lot more width than the field that we play on. Um, the length is, it feels longer. It definitely feels longer than what we play on. Even though we are within regulation, I think it, it feels longer when you play it. So my first thought when going out, when we started the first game and I got out there, I was like, oh boy, there's going to be a lot of people getting picked off on the break. And, um, I, you know, I don't know how I didn't feel that way after playing, even after the first, the first run, even the first run to get to the first bit of cover, I never felt like I was going to get picked off on the break. Um, the run off the break, you're, you're running. And I don't know, like I, sometimes I thought I hit people, but it's really hard for a ref to see a hit on the break. And it's really hard to feel a hit on the break because you're running so fast. So if it doesn't hit you on a soft spot, like if you don't get hit in a very specific range of areas, there's a good chance you won't feel a hit off the break. It's almost like a waste of ammo. Um, now, a ref could see it, and hopefully we'll be able to see that and call it, but it's it's quite hard to see the darts when they come uh, at people and hit them, especially because they travel so fast and they don't leave a mark. Kind of like what I imagine Airsoft would be like where trying to referee an airsoft game and it's just a little bb that's going really fast through the air it bounces off someone leaves no evidence it was ever there and it's just you gotta hope that someone plays fair um 
Nerf with the, some of the darts can be even softer, you know, much softer than airsoft uh, in, in most cases. And if you're running or if it, it hits a piece of your blaster or your gear, there's a good chance you won't feel it. Um, I saw somebody get shot in the belt line and they, they just, they kept on going. And I was refing that one. So I had to tell them like, Hey, you, you got hit on the belt. You're out. But it's frustrating when you don't know that and you can't feel that. You just think, ugh, I, it's not, doesn't feel good to be taken out in a way that you can't uh, relate to or can't understand, even if you know it's right and, and someone tells you you got hit, you're hit, that's it. But it's still frustrating. Um, yeah. Any other questions? Keep going, please. Um, they do it inside of an indoor soccer arena, correct? Yeah, yeah, which really helped i mean it was hot in there but uh they had good circulation from all the fans in the arena so um being indoors like that helped with play but it did not help with seeing darts um and getting tags because there was definitely shadowing being a bunch of steel walls with open doors and things like that it, it made it a little bit darker than outside hmm. part of me wants to ask what type of strategies and stuff you we're seeing there, mm. but then part of me also doesn't want to broadcast. Well, hopefully everybody who's playing in the Foam Pro Tour has a chance to see, uh, or at least is going to try it, or at least set up something on the field. Something you're going to realize is those pieces of cover, they're about big enough for one person. Like, you can try and put two people on a piece of cover, but it doesn't work very well. They're not, they're not large enough to support... Um, two peoples like you can do it and there's going to be enough protection that you're not going to get hit right away maybe but there's there's always angles every piece of cover so tk said this every piece of cover is designed uh so that it can be it can be the person behind it can be hit from some angle there's um cover that's set at an angle uh, on the back line of the field so that while you'd have good cover from one flank you are exposed on the other flank so that means that with five people, and I don't remember how many pieces of cover. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's six pieces of cover, and the center V is bigger. Don't quote me on that. Um, so but there, there's five in the, there's... in the lower V, and then there's the two pieces opposite of center field, and then the, there's like four pieces in the center, and then five on either side, if that makes sense. So nine on each side? That doesn't seem right, right? So if you take center field... There's four that uh -huh. kind of surround center field, and then you have yeah. a V of five on either side of that center four. So, okay, so I guess fourteen pieces total is what, what and I. That's and the flag is in the center of those four central pieces. And that's part of the strategy is is picking which ones to go to and which ones to focus on. Um, strategy wise, yes, like you could you could go strong right or you could go strong left. Uh, that's a viable tactic, I guess, but, um, or the 180 yeah, foot B line as uh, Beret was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to work so well for him, but <laughs> Hey, it might, you don't know. It's Say what? You don't know. He might. He's got it. it I believe it, in it. What did you say, Tom? I believe in Brett. I mean, I believe in him and I hope he tries it. I mean, if it works, he'll be a hero. If it doesn't work, no one will remember. Well, someone's going to remember, but it doesn't matter. I hope that he plays us and tries it. That would be great. Um, yeah. Questions? Comments? Concerns? I'm very concerned. 
so am I. Concerned about uh, our bracket? Yeah, I don't no, know. No, I'm not concerned. I, I'm I, not concerned. I would like to know more about Beef Squad because that's who Dirty Darts Flung Deer Cheap is going up against in the first first round is Beef. Yeah, I don't know Beef Squad, but it's I'm not really, really too worried about it either. That's actually um, the only group in our bracket that I don't know anything about. So the content that's out there, um, people are watching it to see how we play. I mean, people down in the ADL that was mentioned a few times. People have watched our videos and tried to look at how we how each of us play. Um, I mean, we know that's not representative of how we're going to play in the competition because those pieces of cover don't make any sense. You know, for they don't or they don't translate to Foam Pro Tour cover. Right. So we're not gonna we're not gonna be subject to the limitations or the benefits of all the large cover they have. Um, it's kind of nice that our cover provides a little more fear. <laughs> our cover because you can't see through it, and if you pop your head up, you might get popped in the face by a caliburn or a pump or an air blaster or something like that. There's a little bit of fear every time you um, expose yourself on our playing field. Yeah, but especially because it it's a little closer range too. Our our field also does not have that uh, like field leveling setup where you're always exposed at some level. There are some points in the in the dark club's field where you are completely covered. Yes. So that'll take some getting used to. Yeah, this is true. Um, you you can have like a rest like a rest break. There is no rest break. Um, on the ADL field, well, not not completely. There is, but you could still get taken out if you're not paying attention. Yeah, it, um, we kind of felt that in our last practice when we were set mm-hmm. up. You know, at the um, no resting, cardio, go run. Yeah, the um, at the park in Troy where we've had the field wars. You know that that section that's between the volleyball courts and the parking lot. Yeah, I that, know it. That's where mm-hmm. we had set up. And I don't know that that's actually enough space. And that's mm-hmm. part of why I think that Sam didn't have the right dimensions out there, which makes me wonder. But I, I guess we're being at a different park for the next one. which Maybe uh, a little more space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something also different is we play with a box at ours, and you have to have your foot on the back line. Just make sure that whenever we're doing that, you have your foot... Um, sort of on the, the back line. It's not like being in the box is what well, is what counts. Like the, the goalie box, it's um, physically foot on the back line. Didn't TK post something today and say there isn't going to be a box, it's just going to be a line? Okay, cool. See, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, when I was doing the uh, refer, because they asked people to do line judging, and so you judge a quadrant. In ADL, you, you pick one, everyone's responsible for one quarter of the field. And you're, you're watching that corner and that's all you're responsible for um when that's going on so oh man i kept calling hits i kept being like i hit you and tk was like it doesn't work like that here (laughs) so i was just like you know somebody wouldn't feel it like i hit somebody's gear there was one person i hit their gear twice and they didn't feel it but the the line judge saw the second time i hit them so that was at least they got them. You know, they were counted tagged for that. But the whole time, of, I was just like frustrated in that split second. I was like, "Tag, I got you." And it's like, it doesn't work like that. You don't call your hits. So hmm. I don't know how. I know that we did play like that um, at DDL before, 
something to keep in mind as, as well. well. We'd have to is, get better attendance for that. Yeah, exactly. You, they, that was the other interesting thing about ADL, just for the ADL guys out there who are listening. Um, you guys all seem like... Uh, wait, no. I shouldn't say that. I was going to say something nice, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, now all no, the ADL not, guys that are listening not, are going to be offended. I just don't want to offend certain. I just don't want to offend certain people. Is what I was going to say. Never mind. That could have. It could have been taken the wrong way. So, but um, it was great working there. Everybody was fantastic to work with, and it was nice to have so many people there that there were line judges and there were people who could sit and watch. You didn't have to have everyone playing. Um, it w- there was just a. There was good attendance. Really good attendance there. They have they have a good system in place. It felt honestly, it felt a lot like just attending. If you went to like a, a well a well attended pickup game of soccer or something like that, you know, there's people ready to play, people waiting in the wings, resting, rehydrating, stuff like that. It was it was always ready, you know, people ready to go. You never were wanting for um, contestants in the in the arena like we sometimes have. Nice. You know, you have to have one person play the ref, but it also makes sense that we call our own hits because there's not enough, there are not enough refs to canvas the field. Right. But that's kind of a thing to think about is even if you do hit someone, it's probably better if you can hit them in a soft area so that they are more willing to call their hits. It's going to be a problem. There's, there might be people who cheat. It will be very easy to cheat. Aim for the throat. Uh, So aim for the throat. Yeah. Aim for the head. (laughs) Headshot. Yeah. It's, I got shot. Sniper. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wasn't pleasant at all. Yeah. Those always hurt. Uh, Anything else to say about about dart ops? Yeah, we can talk about dart ops. It basically was a huge event of uh, trouble in terrorist town. Wait, what? We we did a little bit of 315 and then we moved into trouble in terrorist town and everybody was having a blast playing that. So we did that most of the night. We did some variants. uh, that would have been great. I wish I had been there. Yeah, we did a variant where there were two traders. There were two captains. And then there was a traitor captain. How does that work? So the traders knew which captain was a traitor, but the captains didn't know which captain was a traitor. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, they were forced to to squat around with somebody that they it was kind of like trust bus. They knew someone in the party of captains was a traitor. So, I made for an interesting uh mechanic when we did that. Um and we also put more uh we were using dart blanks. We put more of a given color into the bag than there were players, so there was a chance there was only two uh traders or there might have been four traders you know based oh on, adding yeah. that variability in there very cool so you don't know when the game's over unless you check everyone detective right. actually has to do their job in right. that case yeah so we were playing some variants and and we just we had a blast i um i think that ended up taking it we talked about doing a little bit more 315 and it ended up uh we realized how late it was and we just started sweeping at that point but we had i want to say we had Eight or nine people there. Um, so it it was a decent turnout, and we had some fun gameplay. You know, I was playing some you know regular Trouble in Terrorist Town instead of our uh, 
uh, zombie variant infection in the survivor colony. I could play Trouble in Terrorist Town all day long and be happy. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Love that game. Yeah. Love that game. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we had fun. Um, yeah, I like it's good. It's good that we have a different game that Sam runs and, and has that other that other option. There's just it's hard to it's hard to get time in the dark club. You know, it's a good thing Connor's because I wish he was here to speak for himself, but he's getting busier. He's getting more business. You know, that's uh, that's awesome. And he just needs to keep growing, which just, you know, makes less time for us, of course. But still, it's good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, 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 yep. I'm hoping. I still say it, I, I'm. I'm hoping that I can meet someone down here who's willing to let us do something indoors. <laughs> I need someone who doesn't run a weekend-based business. I need to meet someone who is a weekday kind of operation. Right. Yeah. That has open indoor space. Yeah. Another thing about ADL was very cool is that there were a lot of people. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, kiddos. There's a lot of adults there, like normal, normal graduated job having adults yeah. to have adult conversations with. <laughs> nice. Uh, sorry, Tom. You wouldn't know much about that. I know. Ooh, okay. hey. Ooh get fucked. Ooh. Low blow. Oh, that's my ooh, one. That's my one. Beep. I have to edit that. Well, that's oh, your one. That's your yeah, one. I did I'm one. not editing that. Yeah, now if I say f- again. <laughs> 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 Uh, go paint so your blaster black and play in traffic we were, we were making a whole joke about how you said you were going to edit and yeah. and so there were all these things in the in the the last episode we put out where it was like oh tom i'm tom's gonna edit this oh tom like how am i gonna edit all this oh you guys are making it so hard and you didn't edit it i edited the, the last well, episode to be fair i tried so. to edit the video but then youtube is dumb and it's just like oh i don't like this type of file i want an mp4 and i'm just like but it is an mp4 and they're just like no it's not i'm just like yes it is <laughs> so long story yeah, short youtube that, is big dumb that last episode that i a removed one. a number of things from that episode so i don't know how you would have been able to do the video portion oh we, I, I just we wouldn't we I, would not I have been synchronized at all i was not going to don't know how that would have worked uh, I had the audio. Wait, no, I didn't have the audio. I was using the audio off the Osmo. Which, yeah, which honest, is probably not very no, nice it's, to listen to. It's not bad. Okay. Oh, impressive. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's probably not the same quality we're getting off the mics, but it's not bad. No, it's not the same quality, but also the follow up part to that is um you, you don't have any guests audio from the Osmo. You'll only have your in studio audio. Right, which wouldn't have been an issue for that episode, but it would yeah. be if we were recording right now. Just it note. would be an episode. That's your we, one. We're counting that as one. That's more than lip. one. That's can multiple. Hear, can hear your lips moving. Oh, okay. I was like, you. I, I was wondering if you guys were video. <laughs> no, he's making gestures. <laughs> it's better than hearing you eat earlier while we were trying to get all the bugs worked out of the electric. Yeah, I was system. trying to make the most of my time. I'm supposed to be uh, working in the basement right now. I got projects on projects so and not a lot of time to do it in yeah speaking uh, of projects do we want to move on to uh mod of the week yeah so we're gonna look Take it away, Tim. we're gonna look at an old blaster this week we're gonna talk about the strife no <laughs> the recon or in more specific the retalicon um 
Slater, shout out to you, man. Shout out, Slater. Shout out, Slater. Shout out, Slater. Um, Sent me a Gear Up Recon. I've talked about this in a previous episode. Um, So I tasked myself with turning it into a Retalicon. And if you guys don't remember, Eric and I had talked previously about um, turning our Crimson Recons into Retalicons by just literally just taking the uh, worker uh, internals for the Prophecy and they just drop in. Now, what we were just kind of working around was that the ring around the back end of the plunger tube kind of bows out the sides of the shell, and you got to kind of like force it close and screw it tight. Um, and but in full disclosure, it still works. Like I can go grab mine right now, and it works somehow. Yeah, and apparently now, what FPS were you getting out of that? Oh, it was like eighty. It was like 80, 90. See, it wasn't much higher than in, stock elite performance. In mine, in my Crimson Recon, I was only getting about 45, 50. And I, I right, think, which we never understood. Well, I, so I yeah. now think I understand part of it, and I'll get, it, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Ooh, was it squeezing the plunger? No. Well, yes. It was squeezing the plunger, but there's another thing going on with my Crimson that's because of a specific part, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But anyways, oh. so... I bought all of the same internals, the the Prophecy uh, regular plunger tube, the Prophecy bolt slud, the the plastic one, and then the Prophecy bolt that you know goes into the bolt slud. Um, what I did different this time was the ring around the back. Um, I I ground the ring down to flush with the rest of the plunger tube in a couple of strategic spots uh, because. Another member of our club, Josh uh, Janeway, mentioned that you could take a Recon Mark II plunger tube and put it in there if you popped off that ring at the back. And so I was thinking, well, let me just try and do that with the the worker plunger tube. And then I was looking at it before I started to, to cut, and I realized there was only a couple spots that you actually need to uh, to grind off. So... On either side of the shell, there's that channel where the um, the pegs on either side of the plunger tube uh, rest in. So if you carve a groove in the channel on either side of the plunger tube so that it, the that channel then rests inside the groove that you've carved, and then you need to flatten out the top of the plunger tube so that it uh, isn't butting up against the, the screw post that's there, um, then... The plunger tube sits uh, properly in the space where the, uh, I guess, the reverse plunger tube would have moved back and forth in the recon, um, and it, it works properly. So I, I, I carved out those two channels, flattened out the top using my Dremel, buttoned it all up, um, and I was hitting about 70. Opened it back up, popped the air restrictor that comes in the worker bolt out, and I got up to 95, um, 95, 100, right around there. So I think my average, and it was higher than that, actually, because I think my average was about 105. So I, I'm hitting right where I would want to be for an HVZ Springer, which is perfect. I think I have a 9-kilogram spring in it right now. Um, so there is room for um, improvement. You know, you could pop a 12 in there. Um, the thing you want to be careful about is... 
Most recons just put a piece of PVC or a printed spacer in the stock attachment point so that uh, um, the spring will rest on that. If you're going to put a really heavy spring load in there, you actually will want to um, find a washer or 3D print a part that actually rests in the back of the, um, the blaster so that it, you're not putting all of that pressure into the stock attachment point that's only held in by two screws. Um, the problem I was running into with the Crimson Recon, I think, is partially related to the fact that I am using an old Orange Mod Works metal bolt sled, and I don't think that it's quite pushing the bolt back far enough. So I think that's the other part that I'm I'm running into. So I'm going to have to uh, get an Orange Mod or a, a worker bolt sled to put in the Crimson and see if that takes care of the issue there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hitting, you know, around 9,505 on my gear up recon now, and I didn't have to do a single piece of shell modification. So, um, and Eric is just rejoining us. So, oh, you guys weren't waiting for me, were you? No, no, I, I yes, was going through. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was not on my phone. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, I was just saying how it worked perfectly drop-in other than having to carve the grooves in the plunger tube, and I did not modify a single piece of the, the gear-up shell. Um, I'm going to put a Gavin Fuzzy pump on it, which doesn't require cutting the nubs out. Um, Wait, really? It doesn't? No. Huh. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. On top well, of I just loving how the, um, the Gavin Fuzzy pump looks, I, I also like the fact that I won't have to carve those nubs out. And then I've also got the uh, EC Nerf Picatinny rail coming, which um, extends the rail all the way back, which will be nice. Oh, hey, that's a that's a pump retalicon yep. too. <laughs> um, oh, you're, are you chronoing right now? I'm chronoing my crimson. That's a nice magazine you got kit. in it. Oh yeah, Eric. I I told Tim, but I ordered a bunch of stuff from Orange Modworks to make like a super nice retail uh, Alpha Trooper. So. Now you can talk about nice. that next week. Yeah, I, if I mean, it ever I shows up. The Alpa Trooper. The Alpa Trooper. Alpa Trooper. The like Alpha Trooper. The Alpha Trooper platform I really like, but it's like the internals are strangely weak. Yeah. Like you can't, There's... you should not put anything above like a seven kilogram in it. Yeah. Because other than that, like it'll just start shattering. Yeah. So that's why it looks like Worker came out with a kit, but I didn't see a prime, uh, like a priming arm upgrade as part of that they just came up with a they have a breach they have a closed breach system and a bolt sled yeah that, that's uh, well, another thing the priming mechanism for the uh alpha trooper inherently makes it weak because of that metal arm yeah because yeah. it's got that arm so that, that i think it's inherently i think it's blaster parts yeah sells an upgraded one or at least they used to i've got an upgraded one in mine I remember, like, I think the, like, what broke on mine? The, like, slam fire mechanism broke. Yeah, that's the problem I have with mine is, is the spring is so beefy yeah. that the catch can't keep up, and it, it sometimes will just auto-slam fire when you bring the priming yeah. back home. Yeah, which I don't know how to fix that. Do you think a heavier catch spring? You could try it, but then you're going to have a harder time getting it to catch in the first place. Yeah, that's true. I've thought about taking the slam fire mech out. <clears throat> I tried that, and it doesn't really function well without the Slam Fire Mac. Hmm. Uh, th that's a project for another day. I want to get the gear yeah. up recon completed. Hopefully, the Gavin Fuzzy Pump and the EC Nerf Rail will be in before I leave for End War. My worry 
my worry for the Alpha Trooper is, you know, so this is this is going to be my rainy day blaster. For those that don't know, if it ever storms on HVZ, you always bring like a spe- uh, backup springer. So you're not like completely screwed and just using like a strife in the rain and hoping it doesn't explode. Or a Rev Reaper. Yeah, either one. But honestly, I might bring a Rev Reaper if this doesn't pan out. But right now it hits about 80 with just a 7 kilogram spring and a new catch. But with the orange mod works, it supposedly goes up to like 160. So then it's just going to be fine-tuning what I keep in and what I keep out. Mm. Also, like, whenever people say, like, oh, 160 for, like, some drop-in kit, I'm always just like, okay, so it's going to get, like, 130. Yeah. Because it's always like, oh, 160 with this specific dart, with this specific O-ring, with this specific. It's just like, look, I'm just trying to have fun here. I'm just trying yeah. to. Also, it might be in with half-lengths, and I'm going to be using full-lengths. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see how you, what, what you come up with there. I am too. For those that don't know, I'm very upset with the postal system right now. <laughs> I've ordered, I've, I had like four packages ordered from four different people and like the tracking numbers people gave me, it would be just like, oh yeah, it's shipped. It's outside your house right now. I'm pretty sure that a member of the postal service admitted to stealing your mail actually yeah. and redirecting it somewhere else. I mean, yeah. And he said he's giving it to it. our Let's buddy Matt. But yeah, Matt, I hope yeah. you enjoy my extra small tank top because that's from yeah. Australia. <laughs> also, shipping from Australia is really expensive. It's, it was 25 bucks. What kind of tank top did you order? Uh, so there's there's actually a guy I follow on YouTube called Youngbloods who does spearfishing in Australia and does some beautiful, okay. beautiful drone work. And so um, he you know, like he started selling merch and I'm just like, hey, I want to support this guy. So I bought a tank top yeah. for 45 bucks, yeah. which is already like a lot for a tank top. And then like twenty five dollars shipping, and I'm just like, I just spent like seventy dollars on a tank top. I mean, a lot of times they use the t-shirts as like it's partially you get a t-shirt and partially it's like a promotional thing. Yeah, right? yeah, no, it's like it's it's a good tank top. He does a he does a thing where he lights a fire and he goes, "We got fire, baby!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I like, that. I like, I like that. I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> I like his energy." So that's the slogan that's on the tank top. You yeah, it, like it's actually a super nice tank top. Like I'm really excited for it. If you ever get it. Yeah, if I ever get it. <laughs> also, I have a gag gift in the works for End War. Oh. For not, what does that even mean? When you say it's a um, gift, is it a gift to yourself or a gift to Technically, is it a gift to myself, but you guys are going to really enjoy it. I don't think we're going to enjoy it. Um. Well, I, I've asked two people about it already. I asked TK and I asked Alice. Alice said she hates it, and TK said he loves it. So, yeah. Are you going to be... Mm. Are you going to be playing Spice Girls from your mag bag all weekend? No, because TK said he won't record anything if I do because copyright. Oh, right. So I'm probably not going to be using the speaker. Or if I am, it's just going to be... Oh, yeah. Free. Don't mess up people's videos yeah. unless you yeah, have, like... Because I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get video... Really Actually, funny. I'm not trying to get video, am I? No, I'm not. Because I just want to yeah. get, like, all the back behind-the-scenes stuff. I would love it if you would video uh, FoamCon... Because um, I, I plan on getting some of it. I want to get like a lot of behind I'm, the scenes stuff. I'm sure Connor will be too. Because yeah. in my mind, everyone's recording a foam con. Everyone's getting HVZ. Everyone's getting foam pro tour. I want to get the stuff that not everyone's getting. I want to get the you know, like, oh, we're going out to dinner with Buff Daddy to some weird barbecue place. Stay I want tuned you for to eat. show people what the bathrooms are like, because that's the question that no one is going to answer. Uh, my it, guess is probably like any school you've ever been in. Doesn't Drax but they won't know crew always they take a bathroom picture after a war? Something like that. Who knows? At like an Arby's or something. Yeah. Not an Arby's, but something something along those lines. But anyway, um. Interesting. That was a weird. What the? Hey, what was uh, I going on? I tangent on. Here's, we're still kind of on a Retalicon con- yeah. conversation. I uh, I put my uh, Crimson Recon, which I don't think I've ever really named, um, but I put my Crimson Recon 
with the worker's standard plunger tube and pusher and plastic sled. Um, I, I put that in there and it's got the like the five kilogram spring that the one that feels it feels just like the stock spring to me at least. Um, I put that in there and my numbers were a high of 70. This is uh, five shots. Actually, it was six shots. There was a duplicate. Um, high of 72, low of 46. So an average, the average was realistically in the 60s. Yeah, so um, mine, I think so I have a nine kilogram in. Maybe it's a seven. Mm-hmm. It's a seven or a nine, somewhere around there. Um, and it's hitting around, it's gotta be a nine if you're getting that with the stock five. Um, I'm getting, well, I mean, it's whatever worker gave in, okay. I'm, I'm um, getting 95 to one Oh five ish in there. Okay. That's so, pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah. mine feels, I mean, it, it feels okay, but it's basically stock elite level performance out of a recon, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe well, I, I need, maybe it does have friction issues with being pinched down. I never considered that. It works. It certainly yeah. works. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could like slap some grease on there. Yeah. I mean, did I, I greased I say it something when smart? I assembled it. I used the, the thick grease that they use. I think a speed grease or something thick. like that probably would work better. But, um, you said thick. You know, I, I do want it to hit a little harder. It'd be nice <laughs> to get it up in the hundreds. Yeah. Um, so I want to try Tim's trick when I get a chance. I need a, I was thinking the way that you have yours, there's so many tools that, would make things easier and you could just use a belt sander or a sander of any type and just make those flat spots in two seconds so that's essentially um, what i would did with a uh a, with disc. a dremel right yeah i used the uh disc like, like a cutoff disc on the dremel and i just i spun it and then i just put the plunger tube to the flat spinning surface and or mm-hmm. flatten it out what you way. could do is you could just go outside to your near sidewalk and just kind of start going like that works too actually you're right i don't I mean, think that's going to pick up but i was just grinding my hand against the table to get a sanding sound but that's probably not going to pick up i think it did it's did it it did awesome. it's very true though nice. yeah what do we oh we did that yeah, with your sludge, with my sledge fire <laughs> <laughs> it worked surprisingly well yeah yeah like yeah i forgot you did that for the sledgy boy <laughs> yeah, kids kids don't forget you've got sand the world is your sandpaper this is the thing is like with youtube the one thing i've noticed is when I if I don't know how to do something, I go to YouTube instead of trying to come up with my own way to do it. Yeah. But it used to be it's like I need to sand something. How do I do it? Or, you know, okay, you might try you might try a piece of wood or something. But like some kid picked the sidewalk and it worked. Yeah. But I'd say that you know usually the only time when you don't check YouTube for how to do something is like I need to open a bottled beverage. What do I do? And then you see the edge of you know a nice table or something, and you try and use that to pop it open. Or you, you can, like pop the cork on a wine bottle. Yeah. And you use a bottle. Oh, knife. you just smash you just smash the bottle against the edge of something hard, and and, and the glass and, breaks yeah, away. Yeah, it shatters, and, and boom, you you've got spicy wine. It it does. It's kind of like um, Goldschlager. You know how Goldschlager's got pieces in it and it scrapes your esophagus and your I intestines feel, what the i hell? feel like we talked about goldschlager on a previous episode probably i used to drink goldschlager in college all the time. i have to admit i had drink like glass? a quarter of a bottle and i poured it down the drain because i didn't want Tim, it you, you say i do dumb things i'm not the one drinking glass no, goldschlager is not glass it's, it's gold flake yeah it's gold flakes but yeah, i mean it it's like having glass in a broken bottle of wine it's the, it's the same thing yeah, yeah basically Basically, and you know, it maybe it continues to scratch all the way out. Uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I've got a story uh, for after the podcast, but uh, yeah, not um, on the air. Oh, we. I remember I was gonna I was gonna say I was gonna talk about this during the podcast. How I never watch any of our episodes. So I'll, oh, I'll look. Oh yeah. Like, so in the last episode, 
I'll have like um, people message you were me saying you were gonna edit things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably I would have. I would have, honestly, if like anything was working for me in that time period. But like the footage, the footage is corrupted or something. I don't know. But like yeah. people will ask me, just like, oh, you're like, I hope you- Tom, I really like your point you made in that episode, and I'm just like, what, what point did I make? I literally forget everything we talk about the second we press record. Way to go. Yeah. Good job. Well, because it's it's just like okay, it's been said, and now I don't need to remember it anymore. Yeah, just mm-hmm. for posterity. Well, the the one thing is like you'll you'll get faster. So with I'm using Audacity to edit the audio on the podcast. I use Movie and... Maker. What? I use Movie Maker Ten because it's free and already on my laptop. There you go. Perfect then. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the whole. I think my friend might be dying over here. I'm not sure. He's like wheezing. <sighs> Oh my God, he's actually wheezing. Can you guys hear that? No, we Never can't. Never mind. Um, so Don't forget to leave a like and a comment if you can hear Eric's uh-huh. friend wheezing in the background. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> anyway, Smash so that like button down below. Sorry, I had errors. Point being is getting faster. Yeah. I'm getting faster at it. I didn't, want, I didn't want to learn audio editing, but here we are, and now I know it a little bit. A li- little bit. Well, I, was, so. I was talking to Connor on Friday when I came to drop off his camera, and um, he was saying that there's a really good app he's been starting to use, so I might I might suck it up and pay for the $20 app he really enjoys. Cause mm-hmm. he said, cause since Is it for audio or video? It's for it's for like creating videos. And since the Osmo already can you know, like feed right into my iPhone, if I've got the app and I can knock out a video real quick right there, like that mm-hmm. might be that might be a better option for me. So I actually wanted to record some audio and video at the ADL match this week, but yeah. it was just not enough time. Everything is so fast paced. Well, um, do they I would have do they allow that? To sit out. Hmm? Do they allow you to record? Um, the, yes, for the first two hours, it was uh, sort of like private, which is why I haven't talked about anything yeah. from that last hour. That last hour is was that like hardcore like training? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be team practice. So okay. I'm trying not to talk about it. Um, respect Wait, so, their so wishes you, and all that. Did you play with their team? I did play with one of the teams. That's um, and they they kind of didn't realize that I was actually a competitor at some point. Yeah. So I don't know. He's trying to respect their well, Yeah, pri- no, no, and I, I totally strategy. like I get that. Like I'll talk about mm-hmm. how oh we need to we need to find what other team strategies are. But like all honestly, like I I'll respect mm-hmm. you if you guys don't want to share your strategies. I know we don't. Like that's totally fine. Yeah, because we've got deep strats, yo. Yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, we're practicing on 8 miles, so we're not just dodging darts. We're dodging actual bullets for those that don't get the joke. Do you guys want to... Oh, I have one. I haven't used my one yet. Do you guys want to shit talk Beef Squad if we find out who they are? Beef Squad, more like like you vegan squad. Am I right? Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeet. I don't know. I don't know who they are, but um, I guess we do. Really, but it would be really fun to have a like a beef going with them, just to, or maybe not a real uh, beef. A what? Like, a what going? A what going with? <laughs> a beef. A what you want a beef them? with beef squad? You, you want a what? Going? Beef with beef squad. They, beef, I mean, beef they, beef it's in their name. They want to have a beef. Where's yet the beef? We don't know who they are to have beef with them. So what Eat are we more supposed chicken. to do? Eat more chicken. <laughs> Eat more chicken. <laughs> cool. So um, we're at about the time yeah. allocated for yeah. particular conversation so uh yeah we're oh uh, shout right outs real quick on... shout outs huh shout outs real oh, quick yeah let's do some shout outs yeah, okay uh eric you can go first 
Age yeah, I got beauty. two this week. Um, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Drac a shout out, and actually, specifically, the reason I, I want to shout out Drac is because oh come on, um, the reason I want to shout out Drac is because he went to the the Minnesota My Nerf War thingy thing. My and, neighborhood uh, Nerf War. My neighborhood Nerf. My, uh, what is it? Uh, my project ne- My Neighborhood. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Project My Neighborhood, and um, there's a guy on there who he reviewed his Kronos shotgun pistol mod, which is a Kronos that uses um, Spring Thunder uh, shells, which I thought was a pretty pretty that. cool idea. I, yeah, I saw it and I meant to watch it, but I just never got around to it yet. I'll probably watch it now, though. It doesn't make like, it's not like something where it's like, oh my gosh, this needs to exist, but it's so nerf in the way that it does yeah. exist. It's so cool. The yeah. fact that it actually works pretty well, except for his, it's got, it's pretty stiff, but you know, he's just, he made it for himself. And it's it it's awesome. It's such a cool idea, a little shotgun pistol there, and uh, yeah. So shout out! It's a Drac video Nerf mod Chrono shotgun pistol. Kame uses shells. Um, oh, you I'm totally actually just on the video trying to figure out what the dude's name is to give him credit. But there it is. Well, he doesn't. Uh, he I'm doesn't. Sure he's give, like, he doesn't call got, the guy out. I'm sure he's got like we got audio. Daniel here with uh, his Chrono shotgun pistol. Sure, he just like says his first know. name or he, something. He doesn't have his name in the. In, I don't want to listen to it to find out the guy's name. He's on this guy's on Vulture Squad. I don't know if that's like a thing Vulture that we'll squad. see at Foam Pro Tour. I'm unfamiliar Vulture with Vulture Squad. I do not see a Vulture Squad in the uh, listing. I don't know. Maybe okay. they changed their name because you also don't see Detroit Dart Lee, but that's true. It could be something never else. Registered as Detroit. Yeah, he didn't, oh, the, I didn't, didn't put go. the guy's name in the feed unless he's eight bit brand, eight bit fiend. Actually, is he eight bit themed? That sounds right. Actually, that sounds that sounds probable. Anyway, what's your second shout out? I don't know if it's the same guy. Well, we'll say it's eight bit themed. If it's not, sorry about that. But um, yeah, so Nerf Chrono Shotgun Pistol, pretty sweet thing. Check it out. What's your second shout out? Or is that it? Second shout out is um, to the Node guys, be not and specifically to the Boombox team which is featured on the latest Node Airsoft Trouble and Terrorist Town videos. There's two new ones that I saw where they play uh, like a Airsoft TTT sort of thing. Um, and they've incorporated a prop, which is the coolest prop ever. It's like the it's the device or the, you know, it's the bomb from um, Counter-Strike. It has the sounds and everything. And there's a keypad you arm, two buttons you hold, and that displays the code, and there's countdown timers, like an arming switch and a key. So there's all these game modes. It even has a vibration and gyroscope sensors. So if you, you can have like carefully games where you have to like carry it carefully. Um, so it looks awesome. It's very expensive. It's about five hundred dollars. Um, so it's outside of the price point of most uh, clubs. The really really cool thing about it though is. Um, that it just enables all these fun game modes. And they said that their idea is that if you buy the, uh, the boom box from them, um, they want it to go to like airsoft arena or like arenas to have it. But I commented on there and asked them if they would consider selling a kit. Like many people in our hobby do remove the labor and, and have a, you know, sell components and, uh, get their markup in components. Wait, what's this? Did they ever respond or no? Hold up. Yeah, they did respond. They responded, yes. What? 
Who? I'm on their website right now. They when? added a kit. Why? And it's a coming soon thing. Yeah, they directly responded to me and said, you know, thank you for your feedback. I, for, I don't remember exactly what they said. This is something. Thank you for your feedback. We're going to look into this, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I imagine I'm not the only one who said that. Uh, and it looks like, yeah, they, they have a kit listed on their website as coming nice. soon. Nice. Wow. Awesome. So nerfers, go check it out. They, they uh, you know, send them a message. They have sort of signed up to receive notifications about kit availability. Um, yeah, I'm going to sign up for that, actually, as soon as this episode. In fact, I'm going to actually, I'm just going to do it right now. Tim, what's your shout out? Go. Um, my shout Tim. out is to, uh, I was trying to look up the actual creator's name, but uh, Blitzaya for his uh, Talon and Katana mag holders, because those things are freaking amazing. And I apologize for not knowing your actual name off the top of my head. Um, but I've, I have three of those now printed for my um, Pro Foam Tour loadout for my drop leg so that I can put my talons that'll be arriving from out of darts today uh, Hopefully. into those. Knock on, knock on wood, wherever there's something. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's wood. Uh, my turn? Sure. So yeah, I've, got, I've got three shout-outs. Um, like, shout-out to Foam Technician for making pretty solid uh, talon mag holders. I bought one of them. And it's really nice print quality. It's really nice. So shout out to you. You did a good job. 10 out of 10. Um, second shout out. Shout out to my new Foxfire buddy. Our boy Brett, who sometimes wears a beret. He, he got a Foxfire and he's loving it. So welcome to the welcome to the Foxfire family, my guy. When did he get one? I missed that. Uh, it, it wasn't like, pu- I don't think he's made it public yet. Like, I, oh, I don't, okay. yeah, I don't think cool. he's posted a video about it. He, I, the only reason I know is because I was looking at, uh, Ben's reviews and I saw one from Brett and I'm just like, hey, did you get a Foxfire? He's like, yeah, and he re- he really enjoyed it, so that's nice. I like people seeing. I like seeing people use Foxfires. They're I can go on about them. I love them. Uh, also, shout out to FDL and TK. Like, shout out to you guys for honestly like putting together the whole full from Pro Tour. I feel like no one really says it enough, but you guys are doing a great thing for the hobby. So thank you guys. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, about I, am Pro Tour. I am too. I am too. Now I'm that probably... I play with ADL, I'm like doubly excited. Honestly, like that really playing with ADL and seeing what it can be, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, found um, it. I'm really, really excited for also, it. Also, how how close are they? How close do they practice to like Atlanta? How how they close? Practice, yeah. Oh, it's north uh, west of Atlanta, so okay. like you kind of go down and over well, so like for me you go down and over i'm, I'm thinking because um, you know like my sister now actually lives in in atlanta so if i go down i could stay with her for the weekend go up for a game and you know like hang out with my sister so that yeah, might, you might as well call it in atlanta because it's it's a oh, suburb okay. of atlanta okay awesome so that's that's a possibility for me i'm coming for you guys tk you know kick yeah do it I'll kick you know, we'll go hang out too yeah that's Make that's sure my shout out shout it like you guys are doing a great job 10 out of 10 Update to my shout out, Zach Friedman. Oh, okay. great job, man! Great job. Okay, is that there we, go. Are we good? Are we very good? cool. We good? Very. All right, guys, very, let's call this a wrap. Very cool, Kanye. Very so, nice. So again, you guys will probably be hearing this episode a day or two before you're leaving for End War, possibly even listening to it on the trip down. Yeah, honestly, no, I'll driving. post it next week. I'll next post week? it next week. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have one more episode before End War, right? No. No. I'm gone next week. I, 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 w- I will be in Harry Potter oh, wait, world with my oldest wait. son who turns 11 oh, 
on June oh, 13th. Right. So, the, so shout out to my son, Sebastian. Yeah, who, Sebastian's uh, such a cool little when, kid. When you guys are hearing this, uh, we'll have gotten his Hogwarts letter, and we will be flying to um, to Orlando Ooh. to take him to Harry Potter World. Tim Stone is a pretty cool guy. But that um, might mean... He wants to start coming to Z13. Yeah, I'm, so I'm we're, fine We're going to give that I'm a try. We're also, give that, a try. that might mean that next ep- next episode is just me and Connor yelling at each other oh, for God. half an hour. Oh, God. Uh-oh. I just want to tell you that I just picked this up off of my desk yeah, right I now. I don't know what that is. That's a wand box. I can tell. I'm currently okay. holding my wand. It's reed, 12 inches, medium flexibility. Uh, my the, the the wand I got when I was there last time is, is a replica of the elder wand. So I think I'll get a... A, a personal one this time that isn't a replica. Yeah, you, you should get one of the interactive ones like this. This what? is my big one. I'm gonna, be honest, I'm gonna be honest. I was never really, I never really got super into Harry Potter. You can leave the show right now. No, I like you are expelled. I, I don't, I don't mind Harry Potter. I don't mind Harry Potter. I just, ne- <laughs> it was just never really like my thing. Yeah, it's like Lord, Lord of the Rings. That's where that's, my, that's where I was. Ah, uh, Lord of the Rings is amazing. Um, you see this, Tim? Yeah. It's got the guide for all the moves, and there's actually glow in the dark ink on here. Mischief so make managed. sure you go into Nocturne Alley and. Uh, Check out this map under right. Nocturne Alley's I, I, lighting. I, I kind of figured we would get him the interactive wand, and then because uh, my wife has a replica of Hermione's wand, and I have the Elder Wand, um, but I was kind of thinking that I would do a non-character associated one for myself this year, and then let Sebastian get the interactive one. That'd be cool. So he gets the full effect. Well, I, oh, I, I think, think they're really all interactive. Like if I think they're all interactive if you get the wands that are um, uh, coded to your your birthday. They're all interactive if you believe. They used to be. I don't. I haven't been in a few years, so well, I don't. We'll find out I, when I we get down there. I guess. It. Okay. So they raise the prices. I know that. Yeah, I went sure. when butterbeer was. Oh gosh, I'm going to sound like such an old person. I went when butterbeer was three dollars. Wow, cup. you're old. That's, That's about like, what I, I don't, remember it being. I don't Did know you, how you long be- ago that was. <clears throat> I have no concept of time. I am young. Were you there before uh, the, the second park was open? Uh, I've been there. Yes, I was there one of the first days that um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade opened. Okay. Um, I was I was there maybe the second day you could get in or third day you could get in. Um, and I've probably been there six, seven times. Okay, so... We only both between Diagon Alley and when Diagon Alley was open, and also when um, Hogsmeade uh, before Diagon Alley was built. I haven't been back now that Hagrid's ma- uh, Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure is open. But, it's not. Uh, the plan it's not is yet. to go back in November. It's not open yet. Or October for that. Eric, it's not open yet. Nerd status. What's up? He's not listening to me. Eric, Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure is not open yet. It'll, oh, is it not going to be? Wait, it, when's it, the grand opening? It open. Its grand opening is when we're there. That's right. I, I knew you were really close it opens, to the opening date. It opens, I think, the thirteenth, which is Sebastian's actual birthday. Fantastic. I'm surprised. I haven't been following the last couple of days because of moving and all that. But I, I would not be surprised if soft openings have already begun. Wouldn't surprise me. But um, are we are we ready to wrap up the episode? You yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, we're geeking out. Yeah. I, I'm just like you guys can keep geeking out, but let's just let's wrap up the episode. All right. Um, it's been your boys. Yeah, Potter Detroit. Watch has begun um, as of today. So Potter Watch was Eric, what used to be the Eric, I'm so Eric, excited, we're ending the episode, Eric. Star Wars just opened. Go see Eric, Star Wars. Eric, we're ending Shout the episode. Star Wars, Disneyland. Eric, let us end the episode.
Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. No, no, I'm doing, I'm doing, we'll the, I'm doing the outro. I'm, do, I'm doing the outro. I'm doing the outro. I'm doing Free stuff. Take care, everybody. Bye. Free stuff. Shh. <laughs>